to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and your host. And today is a super exciting uh, episode for me. We are at episode 100. And let me tell you, when I started this journey a little over two years ago, or close to two years ago, I wondered if I would ever get to episode 100. But here we are. And so um, I'm really excited that we're here and that I have uh, set and reached the goal that I set for myself. So I thought it would be really pertinent to share um, the top 12 things I have learned from doing this podcast. And the reason that's um, I thought that would be relevant to you is not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but to give you some um, introspective on, you know, what it is like to set a goal and the the lessons you can learn that you didn't expect to learn from a project or um, a, a challenge that you accept. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. Um, but let me oh, let me take just a minute and say thank you for being here. I really appreciate you all as my audience um, showing up every week, making this a valuable tool for me to keep providing. And it, it's just it's really it really warms my heart when people say, hey, listen to episode blah, blah, blah. And then they tell me all about it and all the things they've learned. So if you are a um, frequent listener or even if you're a first time listener i just really appreciate you being here and spending your time i know you have other you have other options and so when you spend your time your valuable time with me i really really appreciate it so now let's dive right into the 12 things that i've learned from 100 episodes number one don't be afraid to be ahead of the curve it makes you a great entrepreneur and a visionary so when i started this podcast it was almost two years ago um actually i think it was two years ago and well it'll be two years ago next month so um but people weren't doing podcasts as a whole like the podcast movement has really taken off since then but um there were you know some of the big wigs that were doing podcasts but as far as typical um entrepreneurs and business owners most of those people were not doing a podcast so i was quite ahead of the curve and i actually started a podcast four years before that um and just really never found time to dedicate to it so um when you have ideas and you have um, things that you would like to uh, move forward with and they seem outside of the box, don't um, be afraid to move and take action on those things because they could just lead you to the next best thing. Um, they could lead you to your to your new client. They could lead you to a new audience. So thinking outside of the box is part of the job requirement of an entrepreneur otherwise you would just be a cog in the wheel and you'd be happy doing that. And most of us have wanted to leave that environment because we have ideas and we have um, vision and we have um, gumption to go and chase our goals and our dreams. So that would be number one is don't be afraid of being ahead of the curve and just take the leap of faith. Um, It is really easier said than done, but sometimes you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and making it happen. So number two is, and this is really important, always listen to your gut 
and your heart because they will never lead you wrong. And a lot of times before I record these episodes, I just, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about. Um, This one was actually one of those episodes. And so I sat down and I meditated about it and I asked um, a couple of friends and nothing was really sitting with me. And I was like, I just didn't want to do a regular um, top 10 or, you know, 100 episode mark. I wanted it to make it valuable to you and to let you know some of the things that I've learned along the way. Do I always follow my gut? Well, I'm getting better at it because really every time I do, I'm happier. (laughs) And um, when I don't, even if it comes to like working with a client, um, this isn't on the list, but it's totally okay to say no to people you don't want to work with that don't resonate with you, that their energy is just a little bit janky. And you're like, it doesn't mean that they have bad bad energy. It just means that the two of you are not going to jive. Um, and just saying no and having boundaries is okay. Um, but listening to your gut and tuning in, just like quieting your mind and tuning into your gut and your heart and asking, okay, is this really what I want is going to save you time. It's going to save you energy. It's going to save you frustration. And it's going to save you in the end money. Um, because we get in this mode of, we live in a very, um, instant society. We have access to instant information. We feel like we have to make instant decisions. And so we've lost touch with our inner wisdom. And so I would implore you to tune into that wisdom more often than not. And if you make it a daily practice, you're going to find your world shifting on its axis for the, for the better. Um, and so a lot of times when I sit down to create these episodes, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know, um, what the world needs to hear, but if I go and and I do that internal reflection, every single time I've learned to just keep a piece of paper there because every single time I do that, it just pours out of me. I don't, I don't have to think about it. It just like, I know what to talk about. So that is number two. Number three content really is King. Okay. So when I started this podcast, um, I'm a pretty, pretty, you know, I'm a good marketer. Um, but I was not good about creating content. I was not good about being consistent. I was not good about, you know, doing all the things that you need to do in your business. And so my Google ranking showed that. (laughs) And so since starting this podcast, I did a Google search before I got on here. Actually, I did it a couple days ago because I was just curious. I Google myself often. Well, not super often, but you should Google yourself just to see what comes up. And, um, I was really um, quite surprised for all of the terms that I was showing up for um, because of my podcast, because I showed up and consistently created content, consistently created new um, website content with the show notes and just kept doing it day after or week after week after week. It is making a significant um, increase in where I show up in searches, both on Google and um, for specific keyword terms that I wanted to show up for like sales funnels. So um, creating content, even though there's a lot out there, if you create different content and new content and you really um, can tap into your audience and their needs, it will not only promote your website rankings and your search rankings, but um, it does some other stuff that I'm going to talk about because it's one of the other uh, numbers below. So create that content, get consistent, do what you say you're going to do, show up and serve your audience. Number four, um, you have already won because you are doing what most people never will. 
And let me tell you, this was such an interesting lesson for me. Um, I surround myself with big achievers, like people that are doing really big things and they're creating impact and they're, and the bigger the impact, the more I want to be around them. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, they're going out and winning Golden Globe Awards, anything like that, which they could. But um, I don't have a lot of space or time in my life for people that play small. I just don't. Um, and it's been that way for many years now. Um, and so I'm a little bit immune <laughs> to how the rest of the world operates because I'm surrounded by these amazing people all the time. And that's on purpose. Um, and so recently my boys had a bunch of Wii equipment that they wanted to sell. And we had talked about doing eBay. I'm like, well, let's try Facebook Marketplace. And I'm new to Marketplace. Like I hadn't done a whole lot on there. And so I didn't know really much about it. So I had a, a little bit of a learning curve there. Um, one thing I learned is that it is super time um, consuming as well as I would say the good majority of people that show up on there are flakes. Like they will not show up. They don't call. They don't respond. They, they want this stuff. And then <clears throat> they're like eight hours later, they're like, oh, is it still available? I'm like, no, I sold it like eight hours ago. The first time you messaged me. And so um, how this ties into number five is that there's a lot of people who talk and talk and talk and talk and they never take action. And so just by you showing up doing whatever it is you are going to do um, in your business. So whether that's you're going to um, launch a course or you're going to start a podcast or you're going to offer a mastermind, whatever that is, you taking that step and actually doing it and instead of just, you know, talking about it or dreaming of it um, already makes you a thousand percent more uh possible of reaching it. Uh, my words are not working well today, but it makes it more likely um, that you're going to attain that and get get the lifestyle and the freedom and the, the business that you want, because most people just won't even take the initiative to do it. Um, and that was so apparent when I was doing the selling is like people just they don't take responsibility for their actions. They don't, it's just very interesting. Um, it was just very interesting for me to watch and, and I didn't get mad. I mean, I could care less if they don't want it, they don't want it. I'll just sell it to someone else. But, um, but just, yeah, like people don't do what they say they're going to do. And when you do what you say you're going to do, people respect that they notice it and, um, it will just, there is nothing negative that will come from it because even if you get haters, that's, that's energy. That's about them, not them, not you. And it, um, I always say, I have a saying like, if you get haters or you get trolls, um, on your Facebook lives and stuff like that, that means you've made it <laughs> because people are paying attention to you. And, um, just because you're doing what you say you're going to do it, you're going to get further and further with your business. So, just doing the action, taking the action and moving forward, even if it's a small step at a time. And that's something I really learned um, with this podcast. And I think it's molded and kind of maybe warped a little bit my perception of the world um, because mo the majority of people in the world will not ever do it. That's why they can't be entrepreneurs. They will never take the action. They will never do what they say they're going to do. And they just want the world to take care of them. So uh, that's number four. Number five. Oh, this is a big one. <laughs> no surprise here. Change is constant. So you might as well get used to it. 
You need to learn to pivot, watch for coming change and pivot sooner than later. And if you're the first to pivot, the first to go in a new direction, when you see change coming, you will become a visionary and an industry leader. Um, 2020 has brought massive change to the world. Um, change in how we do business, how we connect to each other, how we travel, you name it. Um, very similar to 9-11, except it's worldwide, not just nationwide. And those who have looked at that challenge and they figured out a way to pivot and change um, and move their business in a new direction, those will be the people that succeed and move forward. The other people that just sit there with their hands in their pockets and don't know what to do um, and are waiting for someone to come and take care of them will not. So a perfect example of this, um, I have a good friend. I've been friends with her for, oh my gosh, many, many years, over 20 years. Um, we worked in corporate together and we were texting this week and we we're talking about the school situation and um, many of the schools here are at 100% remote or you have the option to go 100% remote. Um, and then there's some other options of like hybrid, half hybrid, half remote, depending on the, the um, age of your kids. And so I understand the, the reasoning behind that from the school district perspective. Like um, it, this is a very unprecedented situation and they don't really know what to do. And I think as a society, we have gotten really into letting other people um, control or take charge of things that we should be taking charge of. And so uh, there's a lot of discussion and conversation around we can't go full remote because kids won't eat and parents have to work and blah, 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 blah. So when I was talking to um, my friend, this was a perfect workaround and a perfect visionary moment. They have created what's called a pod squad. And I was like, what's a pod squad? That's the coolest name ever. And um, what it is, is that she has collaborated with four or five other moms. I think it's four and every day the kids rotate to one of their houses and they all have kids the same age and that way um, and they've committed to you know following covid rules and all that stuff so that they don't infect each other um, and they have created basically their own little mini learning environment for them to do online learning and i said i thought about that and i was like where there's a will there's a way and the same goes for your business where there's a will there's a way for your business so if you are saying you know to yourself there's no way i could do that or i couldn't afford that um you have already proven yourself correct whereas if you just say i'm gonna do it and you go for it and you put it out there and you take the action it will work out the way that it's supposed to and so um learning to pivot and change and thinking outside of the box is will take you further in your business than anything else will do i don't i don't care if it's a perfect sales funnel and i do sales funnels let me tell you but if you don't have the mindset and the vision behind it nothing that you put out there as a system is going to work anyway so don't waste your time um so that's number five number six Oh, this is a good one. Showing up consistently is half the battle. 
most people, the majority of people will not show up for anything consistently. I don't care if it's the gym. I don't care if it's in your um, blogging. I don't care if it's doing a podcast. I don't care if you're doing a video show. Um, They will not show up consistently. And when you don't show up consistently, you cannot have an expectation for people to be there because they don't know if you're going to be there. And so when you make a commitment and you show up consistently, which I have done with this podcast, I think I missed one out of um, one week out of 100 episodes. Um, And if you if you just show up consistently, people will respect you, you will gain authority. And best of all, you're going to soar past your competition, because the good majority of people out there don't even bother to show up. and they certainly don't follow up with their customers. So showing up and doing what you say you're going to do is, is probably one of the best ways to grow your business and um, gain traction. So whatever it is you're going to do, I don't care if you're going to be on Instagram or whatever it is, choose one and do it consistently every day, every week, whatever your um, commitment is. Number seven, this is the other half. So above, I was like, uh, half of the battle is showing up consistently. Well, the other half of the battle is conquering your fear. And I work with this every day, as do most entrepreneurs, because there's things that we create in our mind that are scary, and we don't want to do it. And what if somebody laughs and, and we're human beings. So of course, we have naturally we have fearful tendencies. But um, just pushing through the fear and saying, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, will propel you to take leaps that you never thought you could. Um, it always kind of reminds me of skydiving. Now, I, I do not foresee myself ever skydiving. It's like not on my radar. It's not something I want to do. Um, but, you know, taking those leaps in your business, like going on Facebook Live. I have a client um, that I just worked with and she's like, oh, I don't think I can do Facebook Live. I'm like, you can totally do it. And she did it. She showed up. She served her audience and she killed it. And so um, shout out to Tammy, if you're listening. Um, But, you know, just pushing through that fear and knowing that if you do it wrong or you get it wrong or you screw it up, all you have to do is stand up, brush yourself off and do it again. Because most people are so busy navel gazing, they won't even notice that you screwed up. That's the, the most hilarious part is we have these conversations in our mind about all the things that we might screw up and we don't, it keeps us stuck. And yet most people are either not even thinking about taking the action or so busy looking at themselves that they don't even know anything else is going on in the world or um, they wouldn't even notice if you did screw up. So walk through the fear. That was lesson number seven. Lesson number eight. This is this is kind of funny. I have like a lot of movie things in here, but uh, build it and they will come. Yes, just like Field of Dreams. I love that movie. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, Field of Dreams, go watch it. Um, but it's true. If you build it, they will come and you never know who is waiting for you to say yes so that they can build their dreams. Um, I have listeners to this of this podcast that are all over the world. And when I started it, I thought like nobody outside of Colorado would listen to it, if anybody then. But I have people all over the world and they find me and they enjoy it and they respond and they engage. And to me, that is really exciting, especially when I get an email um, from, you know, somewhere that's thousands of miles away. 
And they've told me how my podcast has impacted their business and helped them and helped them to make some changes and grow and um, get traction with the projects that they're working on. And not in a million years would I have dreamed that. So you just don't know who out there is waiting for you, but I can tell you that they are. So um, if you're interested in, you know, creating that content, but you're afraid nobody, it'll be like too much like somebody else's or that nobody will listen or nobody will watch or whatever, your audience is there and they're waiting for you. So get on it. Uh, Number nine, because you show up and do it every week, you're building your expertise and authority. Um, And I know this was a benefit of creating a podcast is people would find out I had a podcast and they they still do. They're like, ooh, you have a podcast? And a lot of times it's because they want to be on the podcast, but a lot of times it's, it is that one thing that kind of up levels me compared to competitors. And it's very interesting, you know, the perception you get, it's kind of like having a degree. So you can get a bachelor's degree. And then, you know, if you have a master's degree, you kind of just have that one leg up. And then if you have a doctorate, it's another leg up. Well, when you go to hire somebody and you're doing an examination of all of the things they've done, if you go to their website and they're just talking about how great they are and they don't have any testimonials and they haven't really put forth any value and they don't have a podcast and they don't write blog posts, are you more willing to hire them or hire somebody who walks the walk, talks the talk and can show you what they've done? Um, I'm a big proponent of results. I don't care if they're small results or big results. You as a marketer, in my opinion, need to show results or you need to shut your mouth because I have had too many clients pay people and people that are all over the internet, big money, big money and not get any results. And as a shopper um, of different products and services, if I don't see some sort of results in their offering, I won't look at it. And that comes from being burned Um, financially in the beginning of my career. And so um, I am adamant about providing results, but also asking my clients to um, measure their results. And so results don't necessarily have to be financial. I'm just going to throw that out there is, you know, nobody can guarantee results. But if you have a track record of what works, and you can show how that's a a building factor, those are results. So results can be different. It doesn't always have to be monetary is what I'm saying. So for me, it's, you know, a lot of uh, the things that I do with people as, as a business owner are foundational. And so sometimes, you know, depending on the level of their business, if they have a proven model and they're already making money, it's easy for me to say, okay, we can increase your results by 25 to 50%. Um, but if you have a brand new product and you're trying to launch it into the marketplace, you know, the results may be, we grew your list by this much, or we, um, cleaned up (laughs) your messaging and your website and all of those different things so that you can sell. Um, so the results can vary is what I'm saying. But, um, when you, I I totally got off on a tangent there, but when you have a podcast or you're creating a video show or you're creating content regularly, you show up as an expert and an authority simply because you have taken the time to go research the content, know your shiitake and are willing to share your experience and your knowledge with other people. Um, 
most people, again, will not do that. They just slap up their website and they don't have anything to show. And to me, if it came between that person and somebody who has their poop in a group, and this is how I make my business decisions on investments, is I'm always trying to go one step higher than where I am. And um, I think a lot of us get stuck in believing um, that we can't help people because we don't have enough experience. And we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about that in number 11. So number nine is if you just do it and show up and you're consistent about it and you're always providing value of some sort to your audience, um, you are gonna stand out from your competition for sure. Number 10, never stop learning. Um, this is a biggie. There were so many things I screwed up on this podcast when I started it. Um, and part of that was just interviewing people that were not a good fit for the show or didn't have much to provide as value. And um, I'm not gonna lie, it broke some friendships because I, I just simply wouldn't put their episode on the air because it was just crap. Um, and I am adamant about providing value to you guys because your time is precious to me. So um, don't stop learning from your mistakes, from your customers, from your audience, and every experience you have is a building block. So when you have a open mind and you're open to new experiences and new challenges and new ideas, you will propel your business simply because you're open rather than um, showing up and thinking you know everything about everything. Um, if you really listen to your audience, they will tell you what they want. I just had a conversation actually yesterday um, with, uh, with someone and they were just adamant that the, that their product was, you know, that what everybody wanted. And we had done some some research and determined that's really not what they want. Um, and because that person is very set in their mindset of, you know, this is the way we need to go. This is the way we have to do it because I created all of this. Um, they're probably going to stay stuck because it's not what people want and it's what they want. So when you um, aren't open to new suggestions and ideas and you don't wanna shift the way that you have things set in your mind, um, you're gonna struggle with trying to grow your audience, grow your business, sell your product, um, because people buy what they need. They don't buy what you want to give them. And, um, I tried to communicate that to this person, but they, they just weren't open to it. So unfortunately, uh, that was one of the, um, the lessons that I have learned and that I have seen other clients learn is that they build all of these different products and services around what they think will work and what they think people want instead of doing the research to see what it is they actually want and then creating the product and service. And when you do that, um, you put yourself at risk of wasting a lot of time, a lot of energy and not getting any traction. And I had, um, I had another, I had a client, the same client actually, that we uh, did this for her um, latest launch. And she thought she knew what she wanted. I'm like, you need to go survey. And so she followed directions very well. Good job. And um, she went out and surveyed and it was, the survey results were surprising to her because she's like, this isn't what I thought they wanted at all. And so we created a program around what they wanted and it did phenomenal. Um, and when she launches again, it's gonna do even better. And so uh, just going and being open to 
what people want and being okay with making a mistake and just going chalking it up to okay lesson learned then um, you open yourself up to continuing to learn so number 11 is don't be afraid to say i don't know and ask for help and uh, when i first started doing this podcast there were a lot of things i didn't know and so i went out and i um got a mentor i joined a group a community around podcasting um i ordered a course around podcasting and i did my due diligence of um getting the help i needed because i knew i didn't know everything and um I often ask friends for input on topics and also clients and audience members. Um, I have mentors that I go and learn from. What are they doing? How can I apply that to my business? Um, and it's a great way for you to meet new people. So when you, you can't know everything. A perfect example is uh, the, the episode that I had recently with um, Ashley Biggers, the PR rep. I don't know about PR and my brain doesn't have enough room to know about PR. And so when I can reach out and have a new connection that is phenomenal at public relations, um, that opens up my sphere of who I can also refer people to. Um, because if they want to do public relations then they can, they can hire her to help them with that. And I don't have to do that piece of it. And so, um, saying, I don't know, and asking for help is not, a weakness. It's actually a strength. So that's number 11 lesson that I learned. Number 12, this is it. Um, and this is a, uh, probably my favorite one. If you don't love what you're doing, don't do it or do less of it until you can afford to hire somebody to do it for you. Um, there are, there are, I'm sure so many sayings that you've heard about life being too short in 2013 started 2013 and then the subsequent three years after that i lost three very significant people in my life and that lesson taught me um life is short life can change in the blink of an eye and it is short and it is too short to spend time doing things you don't love and there's there are things in your business that you don't love there are things in your life that you don't love and i am beckoning you to remove those things from your life as soon as possible. Because when you spend time and energy doing the things you don't like, you don't have room or space for the things you do like to grow, expand and come to you. So those are the 12 lessons. I appreciate you for tuning in to 100 episodes of the Feed You podcast. And next week, we'll be back with a learning lesson around um, sales funnels. I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about next week. I have some ideas, but uh, tune in next week to learn a little bit more hands-on tactical information to grow your business. And until then, I hope you are safe, you are healthy, and you are well. Take care. If you're struggling with what to say, who to say it to, and where to say it, you may need my new ideal client worksheet. The ideal client worksheet helps you discover the important questions that you need to ask when it comes to finding your clients. It will help you understand them, understand their problems so that you connect with them, attract them, turn them into leads and convert them into customers. So go grab your copy today at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client.